Hello, and welcome to On the Horizon. This podcast is an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson, Maryland. We are recording today from Dean Studios. Thank you, Bryce, as always. My name is Beth McDonald. I'm your host today, and we are going to be talking with some of the amazing teachers from Horizon. We are blessed at Horizon Church to have a lot of teachers. In fact, I'm going to have to do a part two to get some more in here because we couldn't fit everybody in the room. Today, we are right now going to be talking with Angela Stanford, Jessica Larkin, and Taylor Weiss. Did I say that right, Taylor? All right, good. (laughs) They are all with us today. Thanks for coming, ladies. Thanks. Um, so why don't you go around, tell me, who do you live with? How do you spend your day? And what kind of kids do you work with? I'll go first. So I live with my husband, Andrew, and our daughter, Mackenzie. Mm -hmm. And I teach first grade at a private school. Okay, great. And I also teach first grade in a public school in Baltimore. And I live with one of my older teammates. We have an apartment together. Neat. Um, and I live with Jen, another church member here, and a four-legged furry friend that does not pay rent, although she should. Um, and then I teach high school science. Nice. Good. So we have a variety. Yeah. We have some more I think are going to be joining us. So this conversation is going to kind of morph in a minute. But have you guys always wanted to be teacher? Was that something you always wanted to be? Are you surprised this is where you landed? For me, yes. I've always wanted to be a teacher. The, I remember in probably third grade was when I said I wanted to I remember saying I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. My mom said it was since like kindergarten. Oh, no. So yeah. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Do you think it was because you loved school yourself? Partly that I yeah I've always liked school, right. but for me it was also I had an amazing third grade teacher. Mm. Like so, we when we moved, I went from going to a Catholic school in in a Philadelphia to a public school in Bucks County. Mm. So it was totally different, and I struggled a little bit in the beginning with just the curriculum and like. I wasn't doing that well in a, in a math, and she was, like, amazing with it. So that just kind of was, like, I wanted to be that for other sure. kids. So many people who are teachers can point to a teacher yeah. mm-hmm. that they wanted to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. It's very true. By the way, I taught middle school. So. <laughs> we have every, every, yes. every yes. school, every population. All of us, yes. Uh, well, my story is a little different. I did not want to be a teacher. I was actually a, very opposed to it. <laughs> I, I had an aunt who was a teacher, and I just always remember growing up, like, dinner conversations, her just sharing the, the hard things about teaching. And I was like, who would ever want to do that? Um, and so after college, I worked in research for a little bit and then just quickly realized that my heart was – to be with the high school population mm-hmm. of students, and I love science, and the two worlds just collide in <laughs> teaching, so that's how go. I ended up back in back in teaching. Why high school? Um, it's kind of the same thing as just said. Like, y- you can point to that one mm-hmm. teacher. For me, it was my high school's chemistry teacher, Mr. Abadir, um, and he just made it come alive. He made hard things he challenged us and I remember working really hard but feeling so proud of my accomplishments 
Um, I also remember my high school years were really tough. My parents were going through a divorce and, you know, it's that awkward age of trying to find yourself and figure out who you are. And um, I had some youth group leaders that really kind of spoke into my life. And so the blending of those two, the love of science, but the love of just where high school kids are developmentally kind of spoke to me. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, so I also always wanted to be a teacher. Um, So I grew up in a small town, and it was nice because, like, we have a school district. So I was able to, like, keep a relationship from kindergarten Mm. to senior year. And it was really nice that, like, from the start, like, I had an amazing kindergarten teacher. And I remember just going around telling everyone, I'm going to be like Mrs. Searle. I'm going to be a first, like, <laughs> right? elementary school right. teacher. And it was really nice, like, because I went to, like, a small town and district to be able to, like, keep the relationships over the years. And, yeah. like, her daughters were around the same age, so we all played sports and same with different teachers. And, it was cool because when I was in high school, I was able to have internships. And so instead oh, of nice. going to different schools, I'd be like, yeah. can I go work with all these people at the local <laughs> yes, elementary right. school? And so just being able to like work with them on the other side and kind of seeing the behind the scenes of not being their student, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like this. And I was always a summer camp counselor and just always around kids. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, this is what I'm meant to be. Yeah. So tell me about that first day so you know you you two wanted to be Taylor and Jessica wanted to be teachers from the beginning Angela went into it reluctantly but loving it still wanting to and then you face that first classroom so this is my first year okay you're gonna make it I know I'm almost there it's March actually so you tell me that that's a fresh memory I know I can remember um, I was so nervous, and it was just, like, exciting to finally, like, have the doors closed and mm-hmm. actually literally because I interned at an open oh, space yeah. classroom, so it was actually nice to have four walls. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so nice to, like, actually be able to be like, these kids are mine. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to have someone, like, always there. And, mm-hmm. like, I was lucky to have amazing mentors, but it was so neat to be, like, okay, these, I get to see them all the time and not just certain times of the year. And I still sometimes don't believe, like, oh, this is actually yeah. my first, like, mm-hmm. I'm actually doing what I've always wanted yes. to do. That's crazy. That's awesome, because that's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a ride. It's, yeah. I take yeah. it day by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been teaching for, this is my 10th year, so first day, first year is hard to remember. <laughs> But I, you remember after hearing Taylor, you say that like you just remember those, the nervousness and like oh my goodness, I, I was twenty four and I remember having a twenty year old in my classroom mm. and so just those things sure. you're just like am I am I really ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was fortunate where the grad program I did we had a year long student teaching experience, so I was, I felt very prepared going in. But you just, once your face, like you put faces to names on a roster, you're like, okay, that all starts to set in. Um, yeah. I remember the first year just being survival. It was kind of was just right. keep showing up Learn. and mm-hmm. keep getting through. And you learn so much from that first year right. to yeah. going into the second year. You're like, okay, you can stand a little straighter and a little stronger knowing all the lessons you've learned from the first year. Yeah, mine was different. So where I'm teaching now, 
my first day there was now this is my fifth year at the school so my first day there was like just a little crazy but a good way in a good way so they had us at the time the kids all come into the gym and they don't know who the, who they had at the time, so they're finding out right then and there. Oh wow! Who their they didn't get the is. letters in the mail. No, they don't know. Yeah. They didn't. Okay. No, the parent. They like to keep it. They like at the time to keep it hush hush until the first day of school. <laughs> it's it it's different now, but that's how they did it then. And so they're all coming in, and we have like there's like signs posted everywhere of like where the kids need to go. And of course, my kids are first graders, so they're like yeah. deer in headlights. Like, where do I go? <laughs> right. yeah. So we're like everyone's trying to guide them, and we're like trying me and at the time my um grade partner are like splitting them up based on like their the names our, our mm-hmm. list. And we get down that we finally get you know down to the room, and they're in the room, and I had a moment of like, now what? <laughs> like okay now we're all in, in here. charge here now yeah. what do i do where's the teacher yeah now what do i do and then it was like i like took a breath and i was like all right let's do this yeah but my first official day teaching was in pennsylvania when i taught at a local daycare center when, mm. where i used to teach pre-k and that first day was a lot was a lot easier because i actually got hired over the su- like the end of the spring into the summer. So mm-hmm. I was actually there over the summer for like the summer camp program. Oh, okay. So like I already knew most right. of the kids. I knew of some of the parents already. So that was much more of like I've been here since June. We're yeah. just going to keep rolling. Just right. now it's instead of all like summer play, it's okay, now it's school. Yeah. We're just like switch over. Yeah. So it wasn't that it was that transition wasn't as def- as defined. Yeah. So I taught sixth grade quite a bit of the my time and there were always tears the first day um they they get so nervous about middle school and they can't open their usually it's about the locker they can't open the locker they're gonna be late they're sure they're gonna gonna get detention (laughs) do the first graders cry because i feel like they would be Um, teary every so i mean this year i I didn't have two okay this year i didn't have any criers the first day I had other years. I've had like one or two who just are a little like overwhelmed and right. mm-hmm. you know they just need a little extra TLC for them for those like week or so. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had a couple like blank stares where they're like, <laughs> "I guess I'm supposed to come in here, but I'm not <laughs> sure." And I'm like, "Welcome, like yeah. you're in this class. Come <laughs> on." In. I love that. Did you feel prepared? Did you feel like your education, your training prepared you for that first day? I think overall, yes, but there. I think there's also just some things that they can't teach you yeah. in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to honestly just do it and mm-hmm. hope for the best and learn sure. from it. Like, they taught, I mean, they teach you all these different techniques and, like, strategies and all of that, but until you're actually there, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's different until yeah. you're the one in charge. Even student teaching was different, like, because even though – you're teaching and you're technically in charge, mm-hmm. there's still another teacher yeah. in there who's there to help you right. and, like, as backup, essentially. Sure. You can look over every so exactly. often. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Try to step yeah. Exactly. Where, comes up, comes yeah. where now it's like, yeah, it's on your own. I'll never forget it, though. One of my college professors, we took a – it was a class called Classroom Management. Mm. And she said the first day, like, this class is not, is not to teach you how to run a classroom. Hmm. She's like – I'm going to tell you and we're going to learn strategies and things mm-hmm. and go through it. She's like, but 
this isn't going to be like when you leave here, you're going to know how to manage classroom. Right. Like that's yeah, right. not what this is. Right. I'm really yeah. helpful that yeah. she said that up front because there is, the, I find like such a hard transition. And I even see this in my high school classroom of we're learning something like book, you know, in yes. theory, in a perfect world, yes. I would have these strategies and I would pull one out and yes. put it on the table and use it as a strategy. And, and it would work perfect. It would, yeah. it would all work. But that's not, <laughs> yeah. we all know that's not real world experience. Right. Um, so it does. It, it's having that background of having things in your bag mm-hmm. to pull from, but mm-hmm. also knowing how to adapt and be flexible right. and try three at once or, yeah. you know, looking at just your diverse population in the classroom you're going to have to try so many different things. And that's what you can't learn in a classroom until you are in the classroom yourself as a teacher. Yeah, because every year you have a group come in that's mm-hmm. unique. Yeah, they're yeah. always So different. even if one year you got in a rhythm and it worked, yeah. you come in the next year with a whole different combination of children. Mm-hmm. And, and I you, even have... You need more yeah. strategies. Yeah, I have and different. Five. And as a high school and middle school, too, we had different... Right, different Every classes. Hour, somebody yeah, 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 yeah. So I have five classes, right. and like one's my silly class, one's the really quiet because it's seven in the morning class. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're gonna need different things, but yeah, that is so true. Each year, it's yeah, it's starting from mm-hmm. kind of ground zero. Yeah, and year. a lesson plan that worked with your first period class doesn't necessarily yeah. work with the fourth period class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what like I feel like I've been learning in this first year of like I feel like college like taught me like how to get the lesson plans and how to mm-hmm. set up but then like like we've all talked about the actual like execution or like we never know like what our kids walk in with mm-hmm. and yeah. what's that and that's been like the hardest thing and it's been nice like we talk about it at link group mm-hmm. when we see each other <laughs> and I'm just like guys like have you ever dealt with this or yeah. and it's mm-hmm. nice to lean on each other because it's like and same with like coworkers. Yeah. Because they teach you different strategies and different ways, like we said, but we never know, like, what our kids are going through and how we can support them in the best way. What would you now tell your first year self or your first day self, Taylor? I I can do this. I can get through it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good question. I think for me it would be you're you're not going to be – you're never going to arrive. Right. Like, yeah, I, I always say to my students, like, I'm still learning myself and I'm 34 years old yeah. and I've done this for 10 years. Like, I am not the best teacher I want to be because I'm always going to grow. So right. especially mm-hmm. that first year to just give myself more grace and patience of it's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. You're doing the best yeah. that you can at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important. Yeah, I think for me, it's similar of that. There's no such thing as a perfect teacher. Right. Like, you can try to strive to be perfect, but there's no such thing. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. do things that you may not be proud of, but then you're going to do, like, these amazing other things. And it's really, like, just, I don't know. Like, there's going to be hard times, but there's going to be all these amazing times with these kids. And it's just, you just have to learn from all of it. Yeah. And not go by those Pinterest pictures of these perfect yeah, I learned real quick that that is not something, like, it's not, not realistic and yeah. not feel better. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> not. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I know the bulletin boards you see on the Pinterest and all of yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that one thing I really love about teachers, 
and, and being around teachers is they're always, they really are always learning, always growing, mm-hmm. always, always striving to be better at their craft. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem to settle for, well, this was good. I'll just keep repeating this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always looking for a better way to do it, a better way to communicate it. Yeah. Um, do you guys have like a educational philosophy? I know sometimes when you apply for a new job, you have to, that's part of what you, you have to turn in. Yeah. <laughs> Has it changed from when you like had to turn that in? And like, now what would I say? Would I say it differently or? Uh, I mean, I, I remember filling it out <laughs> <laughs> in my, you know, yeah. portfolio and application. Yeah. And again, it's one of those like, in theory, this is what I would hold to. Right. But then you get all those variables in and, and it starts to break down a little bit and, and just being honest. Um, sure. But I would say the the backbone of it is, the for me personally, it's the kids are worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, every student has this ability to grow. Mm-hmm. It may not be in the specific content area that I'm looking for, right. but they have the ability to grow, whether it's in their social skills or organization, in just being a kind person. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I always come back to. And I do remember writing that, like, every student can learn yeah. in my philosophy way back when. Do, do you have a student that, like, this was not what I asked you ahead of time, <laughs> that kind of stands out? That, like, when you think about that idea that everybody can learn, is there one that you're yeah. like, yes? Yeah, there there is. It's actually a student I'm working with this year. She's she's not in my classroom. She's in another um, science teacher's classroom but she just needs a lot of extra support um and I'm able to meet with her on a free period she has Mm -hmm. so I volunteered to to meet with her and um it's we have to go back to the basics often but to see the look on her face when Mm -hmm. I ask her a question and she she confidently can say like this is the answer and here's why it's that look that aha moment mm-hmm. yeah that light bulb that we all speak uh, the teacher yeah, yeah, lingo yeah. lingo um that's what makes it worth it sure. so for me this year she's she's the one I keep going back to of like okay on my hardest days remember that smile remember that excitement that that student had mm-hmm. it makes it it makes it worth it yeah yeah mm-hmm. I love that how about you guys yeah I mean I honestly haven't with an educational philosophy <laughs> couldn't even tell you the last time I looked I thought about it looked at it it's I, so I remember writing it I actually had to write it I had to write one in college as mm-hmm. like an assignment we right. had to write like yeah. our philosophy and I remember then just being like I don't know like so I kind of went off of like this is what I want yeah. like and this is how I want to teach my kids and like more of like an instructional perspective was like mm-hmm. I want to have the kids like doing things and being hands on right. and like up and, moving. and up and moving and have my room to be kind of that mm-hmm. environment where they can get up and move around in within reason because first grade you have to learn it's within reason <laughs> yeah. 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 they'll be taking laps around the class absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> so it's so there was a lot of that and then also what and what with Angela said it's a lot of just re- remembering like the how did the, oh, you're going to have all different kids and they all can learn and I actually tell my parents this every year back back to school night of 
here is my goal that your children will be able to read a book front to back by themselves. I said some of them will be able to do it within a chapter book. Some will just be able to do a picture book. I said it doesn't matter. I said it's they can read a book by themselves without help. I said if they can do that at the end of the year, I did my job. Like then I'm happy. And that's what like I we I like you have to remember is they all can do it, but they're all gonna do it Mm -hmm. in their time and at their speed. I love that. So that's a big thing yeah. that you have to remember. That's good. And then when you see them, like that light bulb mm-hmm. go, especially when they're That's that the little and they're just that like, my oh, favorite moment. I mean, they're like, I did it. That's so just foundational. Like, yes. how exciting. Yeah. That's what I love about first grade is like being able to like teach them like the foundations of things that they'll need for when they're in high school and when they're in middle school and like having them like reading that's my favorite thing to teach Mm -hmm. in first grade so far and just seeing their excitement when they're able to read even if it's like the simple a book and they're like but I did it and I'm like you're right you did like good job (laughs) yeah there is something magical about when that click that light bulb Mm -hmm. goes off with reading because you have all of these skills you want to teach them. You teach them all the phonics and the sounds. But there's this little jump between knowing that and actually being able to read a word yes. that's magical. Yeah, and I remember telling my kiddos, I was like, you might be frustrated now, but I said by the end of first grade, like, you guys are going to be reading. Yeah. You're going to be excited to read. You might not like it now, but I said a promise. Just stick with me. We'll, yeah, we'll get through it together. So, um, listeners, little uh, peek behind the curtain. Matt Schilling just joined us. Hello. Hey, Matt. Um, so, introduce yourself. We're just saying, like, who you live with, how you spend your day. You do not need the name of your school because, we, I don't know, privacy and stuff. Yeah. I felt like that was okay. better. But go ahead. Jump in. Uh, well, I'm Matt Schilling. I um, live with Stephanie Schilling and Owen and Annie. The amazing stuff yes. she has. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I have been teaching, this is my 10th year. Mm-hmm. I just started a math resource position. And so I have, I'm have. i in an elementary school, basically the equivalent of a reading specialist, but for math. Yeah. Uh, I taught fifth grade for the majority of my 10 years. I've taught third grade, fourth grade. Um, I walked in during the reading conversation, and I can't relate to any of that <laughs> because um, reading and me don't get along. Um, so it's usually me and math. So yeah, now it's so, a, uh, <laughs> but I've, I've come into a completely different capacity this year mm. than all my other years, but, um, I've and every, you love it. I do love it. I, I, I literally love my job every day that I go to it. And that's mm. the first time I could say before this year that I loved parts of my job, mm-hmm. but, um, this year I truly love going to work. What, what, is, what is different about it that you like that has kind of reinvigorated you? So I usually, I usually say that, like, one of the things that I feel like was the reason I got into teaching was because I just like to help people. Mm-hmm. And uh, too many times when you are a classroom teacher, your help feels like it's just in a direction that doesn't end up going anywhere or there's a dead end or there, it just mm-hmm. – dies <laughs> your help dies uh, at different times and there are other times where your help really flourishes but um, now I feel like every decision that I make is directly aiding or helping another person where mm. where it could be a principal the AP another teacher students like I feel like every every minute of my day is actually directly 
helping someone else, mm-hmm. which is really fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like I've said for the last couple of years, that this has been my like, almost dream job um, for what I went to school for. I just got my master's in teaching math a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would love to like actually be at a school and do this. And it's really nice to actually get that job and then everything is actually as good as I as had wanted it to be. Um, so, that. but all my 10 years have been in Title I schools, so uh, challenging populations. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm Title disa- I, too. Yeah, disadvantaged kids. You are, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been at four different schools, different populations, mm-hmm. but all all Title I, all um, usually pretty challenging mm-hmm. in many was different that, ways. Was that intentional, Matt? When you, like, did you always want to be a teacher? Uh, so... So I, I actually, when I'm in my prep work for all this, I, uh, yeah, well, I, now I have, I have a little bit extra time now that I don't have my own classroom. I was able to actually do my homework. Um, so I didn't always want to be a teacher. My dad has been a teacher or was a teacher for 30 years. Um, and he retired and he actually, when I went to college specifically told me not to be a teacher. Because he, I guess he knew that I was like him, and he was very frustrated mm. with the red tape, and the mm. there were a lot of things that got in the way of mm-hmm. him actually being able to teach. The funny part was when I was going to college, I did not want to be a teacher at all. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know why you're saying this to me. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> no need and, to worry yeah, about that. Don't, yeah, happened. don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> that's not even on my mind. So I went to be a computer information systems major, mm. and then um, I believe my second. After my second year, I think right before my third year, um, Zach Kuhn in the church mm-hmm. I, and I have known each other for 30 years. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we John would, Munn, right? And John Munn. Yeah. We grew up in the church, yeah. in, at the same church, New Exodus Fellowship, who now is defunct. But um, we have known each other basically all, all of our lives. So Zach and I would go down and visit a church friend in Virginia Beach who had just gotten married. They ended up having a couple kids. We're down there one year, and he, that year, and we're about to go to bed, and he's like, I'm going to say paraphrase because he's a lawyer, and he wouldn't want me to say quote <laughs> uh, because I don't know the exact quote, yeah. but he essentially turned to me and was like, like you know you have a like a gift with mm-hmm. what we, like everything that we're doing. I was like, I think I like just played it off. I was just mm-hmm. like, we're playing with kids. Like they had two boys. Um Jason and Ryan, and um, I just enjoyed, like, we would go down for a long weekend, we would just play with the kids, and he's like, he's like, like I don't have that, <laughs> um, and that just, like, sort of really hit me. Yeah, so he that, called like, that out in you. Yeah. He saw it. Because it, yeah. it was a joy for me <laughs> to go down <laughs> sure. there and just play with the kids, and it, he didn't get the same, it was still joy, like, he, we we went down for, like, 10 plus years it was still a joy for him but it was that aspect of of like actually being with the kids I think brought its own challenges that just I had never thought about and um, that like stuck with me that whole summer and I just felt like um, I needed to change my major (laughs) so I told my dad (laughs) he he was (laughs) He was oh. like, I told you, <laughs> I told you, I don't, he thought yeah. Um, don't come complaining to and me. And so, yeah, and so that put me on the five and a half year college plan, which was really yeah. great. But um, I, I did feel like it was a, it was a 
calling at that point. Mm. Um, so it was it was a very interesting. I did not go into it like, hey, I want to be a teacher all my life. Right. Um, I just sort of other people spoke into me mm-hmm. about that. So you you see it as a calling, like this is this is where God wants you to be. I do. I've had I've actually had a couple instances where I felt like um, I could have stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. I could have justified to myself that I could have stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, um, well, first, I don't have any discernible skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. But also that uh, I just really felt like it would be going against what God wanted mm-hmm. for me. And Was that uh, just like a gut feeling? Um, was did yeah, it's a, I mean a gut feeling when I when I would I sh- pray I about say it. Just a yeah, gut yes, it would important. be a gut feeling, uh, <laughs> like through prayer, through talking to sure. other people. Um, it was just, I mean, my I've been I tell like I told my teachers this year because I like coach some of them. I do extended plannings and stuff. I do a variety of things. And I said like I don't know what percentage you guys are at, but like. I truly 100% enjoy my job right now, and I have not. I've been very close to zero percent <laughs> in the past. So whatever percent you're at, teachers, yeah. like I want to encourage you that it can get better right, and it yeah. can be 100% because a few years ago it it did feel mm-hmm. like it. There was a month in October, a few years ago, where I really felt like it was like I did not want to go to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Yeah. Um, it was for a variety of reasons, uh, some of them my own fault, but uh, I had to like just reflect and be like, "This, I know that this is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. This really sucks, <laughs> so how am I going to, what am I going to do get, to get through it? Yeah. And my dad would always, he just instilled this, he, my dad and mom are both Christians, they... Uh, raised raised me to be a christian my whole life Uh, my dad's big thing is like what does god want you to learn from Mm. blank Mm. so so like that's that's usually that's usually when i'm like really ticked off about something (laughs) (laughs) or really sad or really happy it's like what is my my dad's voice is like what is what does god want you to learn from this Mm -hmm. and um I feel like all my experiences help me relate to almost every teacher that I can come mm-hmm. into contact with because I've re- I've I've directly been impacted by something that is either like a joy in their life or right. a pain or yeah, a sure. sadness like oh yeah I've been there mm-hmm. I've felt like no one has a- appreciated me I've felt like um, I am a terrible teacher I've mm-hmm. felt like mm-hmm. I'm doing awesome I've I've been all over the place. Yeah. And so I can like really speak to to that for for certain yeah. teachers that I come in contact with. That's so great. I'm glad you stuck it out. Sticking it out. Yeah, <laughs> sticking, sticking it, it out. Sticking it out. Yeah. Do um do the rest of you feel like it's a calling? Like it's something a little bit more than a career? So I can say for me, I know that I always wanted to be a teacher, like I said. But my calling would definitely be to teach in, like, Baltimore in this mm. setting. And it was funny, like, being from a small town in PA, people were like, what are you doing coming to Baltimore? Like, right. you came for Towson, like, why wouldn't you just come back to PA? 
But I have always said, like, coming here, that I just have felt something that, and it's the Lord, but he was just, like, telling me, like, these kids need you. Like, I can't imagine now, like, the class that I have, Mm -hmm. not being there with them and to help and support, Mm -hmm. even though the good, the bad, and the ugly that we go through together. But it's, like, even on the days where I come home crying and upset, like, I couldn't imagine not being there. And it's... Mm -hmm just something so rewarding of being able to serve these kids and these coworkers in a way that like I never even thought I could. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Taylor. For me, I think it would be this, the demographic mm-hmm. that I feel called to, um, high school students. But I, I, I wrestle with that. Like Matt, I, I'm, you know, you go from zero to percent to a hundred yeah. to everywhere in between. Um, I don't know if I would will be in the classroom forever. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I think as teachers, we sometimes find our identity in being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's healthy to step away, maybe not from the classroom, but from that identity we can get so easily wrapped up in. Um, so I, I have a hard time telling my, telling other people that I am a teacher right now because I don't have a class. <laughs> right. It's like a real like, You're a teacher I'm a teacher. People. But this is, what I, this is also what I do. It's yeah. like a weird, there's like a piece. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a different. Sure. Well, it's a different, like you're now freeing teachers to teach better, right? Like, so you're indirectly we hope. teaching. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Knowing you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitively say that. But yeah, so I think it is a calling. I think God wires us to have a heart that breaks mm-hmm. for certain. Like, I bless you elementary school teachers I, I would That's, not have I the patience and here's the same thing for middle school and high school middle school and high school I could never do it yep. no desire yeah. whatsoever first graders <laughs> none I always said I wasn't smart enough to teach high school that was my, that was really the, the simple patience. reason why I went to elementary is like I'm not smart enough for high school middle school was the worst times of my life uh, so <laughs> I guess I'm left with elementary I remember middle school I remember middle school awful I do not want to go back there no. Thank you, Jesus, for making us all so different. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I think I always was teaching something, mm-hmm. someone something. Yep. And so teaching is definitely a calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it was like, okay, what age? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I do think. I think middle school has to be a calling because you either love them or you hate them. Um, yeah, that's what I can do. I love that. Well, it's funny because yeah. we're a pre-K to eight school, so I see yeah, the middle schoolers, yeah. and like I've had to sometimes like if things happen like sub for a mm. teacher and like I got to cover a class and or something, and I had to cover like a middle school class one time, and they were fine. Like overall, like it was not a big deal and they were fine right. but after doing that I was like there's a reason why I'm downstairs with the little ones <laughs> yeah. because I could not do this every day five days a week with all no just, <laughs> no just hearing their nonsense I'm like I can't oh they're funny <laughs> they're funny my daughter teaches eighth grade which I could not do eighth grade mm. they start to get the, you know, the feistiness comes out a little their bit. top of the school food chain yeah. in the middle school and it, yeah sixth and seventh grade I'm fine with how did your daughter Sorry if I'm, I'm, yeah. if I'm hijacking No, no, no jump in. Uh, <laughs> uh, because some of us are familiar with your daughter. Yes. And, um, like, did she set out to be a teacher? Did it, like, did it help that you were a teacher? Or do you think that, like, hindered her at first? I think 
Because so it definitely, I was like, I do not want to be a teacher. My dad's yeah. a teacher. <laughs> she, um, no, I think she how ha- it helped that I was a teacher. But it, she was called. To, she's called to. Uh, I would say kids at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started volunteering in high school, like at St. Vincent's right, in I the remember, city and at the door down in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we had a conversation. Her first year was really hard. Yeah. So the conversation was, are you called to teaching Shocker. or are you called, I know, are <laughs> you called to teaching or are you called to a, P, a, a group of children? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be in the classroom. She right. has stayed in the, she ended up staying in the classroom, but that the conversation, I think she's called to kids at risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she's a, she's an English teacher like her mama. Um, mm-hmm. And she always she had really couple of really good English teachers that I think yeah. is what inspired her to teach English. But I think she's I think she I could see from a pretty young age called to kids hmm. that and then teaching for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, I'll never forget the the bat. Well, here I am telling her story, but <laughs> she lives in Chicago, so she won't be here. Um, <laughs> She went to St. Vincent's to volunteer, and they have um, homeless kids come in often for a week of camp kind of thing, day camp. They bus them in from shelters. And so I think she was 15. And she went through some training, which was, like, super quick and not enough. And she showed up the first day, and whoever was supposed to be in charge wasn't there um, for her group, her particular group of uh, students. And so she took over. And, like, got the map. They walked all over. I think it might have been Patterson Park, but they had they had different stations, like, different, like they went swimming. They did, And she came home and said, they didn't show up, and I had to take over, and she did great. <laughs> and she was the only one that got in the pool to swim with the kids. Hmm. Uh. And there was all, like, younger people helping. It wasn't, like, because she was the only 15-year-old. But she, it was, like, watching that was, like, mm-hmm. s- super amazing. And I was able to say to her, you are – you have a gift for this. Not everybody could walk into that situation and be able to relate to the kids, feel comfortable being in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was pretty neat. So how do you think um, teaching has changed you? I know you guys have, Matt and Angela have taught for 10 years. You taught for five. You're just getting started. But how do you think it has is this your you. first year? This is yeah. my yeah. first year. <laughs> and thought, you're here on a Sunday <laughs> yes, night. And she's smiling about it. And you're like functional. It. I am. You're like, day you're, by you day. look healthy. Yeah. No one can <laughs> see her. Right. Yeah. She looks Some healthy and normal. Wow. God bless you. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, how has it changed you, do you think? Good ways, bad ways? Uh, I ooh the bad way came first. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I have become jaded to Mm. some things and school systems and the Mm. things that get done or asked of teachers. Um, But we have as you know as a believer, but then teachers in general, you have to fight against that because it can so easily consume you. Um, And we as believers in the classroom have this hope that we can pull from. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just given me a heart to be so much more compassionate and understanding Mm -hmm. and just patient with growth. 
You know, I mm-hmm. come in with these expectations of day one, we're learning. Like, right. boots hit the ground, we're going. But to know, like, that their growth and their learning is going to look so different day by day that I can really step back. I've learned and had to learn because I've gotten very frustrated in it to, like, step back and say, okay, but they've made progress in this area, and that's a win for this student. So, okay. So that's just made me be more patient and compassionate with Taylor hearing all your stories. Like, these kids are coming from everywhere with such hardships. and. yeah. They're showing up, and that's that's a win some days, that they're just there. Yeah. yeah. And I just love, like, that I can be in that, like, safe haven for them in those hours mm-hmm. of, like, even with all the stuff that I can't even imagine as a 24-year-old dealing with, that they can come to school, and I can just show them the love of Jesus. And, like, some of them are learning through coming to school of like what it means to be loved from someone and Mm -hmm. just being able to have that through, like I've learned real quick of how frustrating all the systems are and um, everything and just being able to rely on God. Like he has been my rock (laughs) through all this because I just learned so quickly how like every child is different and just being able to, be there and start building that like like at our school we talk about like being a family and everyone comes together and supporting one another and my kids I love seeing it that they really depend on each other and lift them up and I love when my little boys run to each other when one's crying and just being able to like create that environment and just so they can forget what's going on when they leave and Sometimes I wish they could just stay longer, but in those hours, like that's ours that we can have those safe moments and love on each other. I think that that evolved over time for me in the classroom is, you know, you walk in and kind of have some expectations that you want to get the kids from A to B Mm -hmm. as far as the learning. And this is my job is to... Mm -hmm impart information and teach them how to write a paragraph and a thesis statement and that stuff. And over the years it came to, I want them to feel safe in my room. Mm-hmm. If, if we write a pair, if their writing improves, that's bonus. Yep. But I just really want them to feel safe in my room. And the realization, I may be the only person all day who smiled at them, yeah. mm-hmm. which, you know, gives you a different perspective on, and they all learned. I mean, it's not like right. the learning felt aside, but the, my heart became more. I want them to feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think over the years that my perspective, you just start seeing, you see a lot more of the things that you don't know. Yeah. And so you start understanding, you can start understanding why a kid reacts in a certain way or why a parent feels a certain way. Sure. Why why did I just get like <laughs> the anger of right. seven C's at yeah. me when I didn't I didn't even right. say anything to them? Right. But may, but now I know they had a really terrible experience with their last teacher, whatever. Yeah. And you just start like I think it's changed the amount of patience that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, now also in this time I've been married. I got married. I had two <laughs> kids. So like all of yeah. this plays yeah, part into all of this. <laughs> right. But. Um, uh, and then I've started like, you really start seeing the relationship between like a teacher and a student at mm-hmm. analogous to like God and us 
because you're just like it's just very very obvious sometimes when you're being an idiot yourself <laughs> in terms of God and then you also see children who are acting ridiculous and you're like oh this is just me I do the same I'm just thing. doing yeah. I'm just I'm just a 25 year old version of that yeah um, so it's like it brought a, a, a lot of different perspective for me over the years and then mm. I'm like a lot more confident in what I know and I'm a lot more confident confident in telling people what I don't know mm-hmm. and I can pick my battles like you were saying like there are times where you're gonna want to fight against the system and then mm-hmm. there are times when you just sort of have to say like I'm gonna take the loss on this one yeah. mm-hmm. because it's not it's not worth it it's not worth it mm-hmm. but this one this situation I need this is this is where I need to like put my foot in the ground mm-hmm. because this kid deserves mm-hmm. it or because this is a system that is not not working right. so mm-hmm. um, I, I've become a lot better with like oh you need help with that that is not me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer you to this person, and this sure. person, because I am not good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. The, yeah, um, the fact that you showed up day. today, the sh- fact that you showed up tonight, they had to go to work on the first first year. Good night. Yeah, and I, I was lesson planning beforehand. So. Sure. Yeah. I know. Always <laughs> getting ready for Doctor Seuss Day. Yes, Doctor Seuss Day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think what you said, Matt, is so true. It has fr- teaching has freed me, and I've seen significant growth in this. And just being able to say, I don't know, yeah. but let's figure it out together, mm-hmm. or I'll find someone to connect you to mm-hmm. that can do this better mm-hmm. or help you more than I can. Yeah. Um, and there's just a freedom in that. And that translates to all different parts of my life where I'm just vulnerable and saying, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. figure it out. I've, I've gotten the same way where when I first started teaching at this school, so it's it's my fifth year at this school, but it's been my seventh year teaching okay. overall. Sure. So it's just like I've seen – different things and like different parents and kids and it's definitely one of those where I feel a lot more comfortable now being Mm -hmm. able to say to just go to like an administrator or another teacher and be like hey I'm clueless with this Mm -hmm. can you help me whereas when I first started I was almost almost essentially scared to say like I don't know help me because because, because you don't want to seem like they hired you for like like they like they made a right. mistake hiring you right. and incompetent that, unprofessional yeah, exactly like exactly <laughs> you don't want to seem do like exactly you don't want to <laughs> seem that way so right. you just basically do it and you try and solve everything on your own but then you realize that's a terrible idea yeah. and you need those like I'm really lucky and blessed that I have amazing coworkers mm. who I can go to and be like so I have this kid and please help me because Mm -hmm. what do you think I should do? Like they're not doing that X, whatever X, Y, Z. And it's, or even to an administrator of like, this parent is, this is the email I just got. Mm -hmm. How do I respond to this email? Because this is what I want to say, but I can't say that. (laughs) Like help me put this into words that I can say. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I have found there's always exceptions, but teachers in general are so generous Mm -hmm. With their time, with their help, mm-hmm. with their materials, um, they want to see each other succeed. 
yeah in general yeah that's one thing that's been really nice like at my school like I always go to them it's like hey rookie come in like I need some help but then sometimes I'm like I think I can you know like the little engine and then I'm like nope okay nope I'm gonna try can you please help me this time but it's nice that like as teachers I feel like we're really good at just being there and having that teamwork and just like supporting each other it's always nice yeah that's so good so we're talking about asking for help what are some parts of teaching you're like I'm just not great at this part but I'm really good at this part because we've all said you can't yeah. be good at all of it. I've never been good at the, the subject areas or the things that I'm not very passionate about. Mm, so sure, sure, sure. Kind of like uh, English language arts I'm right there and the social others. studies yeah, always yeah. took a lot for me to get yeah to get to get pumped See, up for that. For me, so. it's science. I just I can teach it, but that's what I'm doing. Like I'm teaching what it tells me. Like I yeah. don't mm-hmm. have the desire to go more and deeper into sure. it. Sure. In part, and that's that's mostly my 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 fault. I could I could have easily become a better reading teacher and mm-hmm. a better social studies teacher. I just chose to not not put in the extra work that it would take because I knew that I personally am not super interested in it. Sure. Um, and then there's only so many hours in the right. day. Right. There is yeah. also yeah. you also have to pick your battles. Yeah. So exactly. You, but I I know, I'm very confident that all my throughout my years my most my best teaching has always been in math, whether I've taught yeah. just math yeah. <laughs> or whether I've taught every subject. Right. Um, Math's always so, the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, when I was looking at this question, it's always really hard to like say, hey, hey guys, I'm really good at this. You should, <laughs> yeah. you should probably That's come right. talk That's to right. me. Right um, yeah. But I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at, uh, Behavior behavior management of third to fifth graders. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a skill yeah. that not everybody so, has. That is a gift. Yes, but it that, is a gift. And that and that came. I mean, that came from like pe- asking advice to people. My first year, I mm. called up my dad and I was like, "This is." He worked in the city, sure. and so he. There's a point where like you don't have, that first year you don't have anybody. <laughs> I was on my own, and I just had to call him up and be like. Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me assistance. Yeah. And my dad was awesome enough to like. It's. I mean, like I have a great relationship with my dad, but it wasn't like we were like talking every. We're not like talking all the time, <laughs> yeah. uh, like regular calls yeah. to each other. So uh, unless it's like the Ravens just want something significant. <laughs> uh, so it was that was an interesting conversation. But uh, he yeah he helped me. And it's just like trial and error until you get it right. But I'm I'm pretty good at behavior, that, that that aspect of it. I'm pretty good at diagnosing um, if a kid. I'm getting better from like pre-K to five. But if a kid in upper elementary has a problem with math, I can. I'm pretty good at pinpointing where hmm. where things went nice. awry. Yeah. Um, I want to have that brain eventually. Yeah. <laughs> pinpoint. Well, like, yes. Yeah. Like this is. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is how this is what he needs. It's yeah. not just that he can't long divide. Right. Um, and then I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty good at prioritizing things that mm-hmm. I need to do now, because you've learned very early that you cannot get 
75% of the things done that you right. were asked to do. Right. So then you ask the question. <laughs> I'll learn this. Yeah. Well, this comes, with, this comes with all th- also getting married. You yeah. start realizing that you can't always do the things that your wife asks you to do. So you say, if I were to not get all seven things done, let's just say thing. that's a thing that doesn't happen. What were the top three things yeah. that you would yeah. want to have done? Yeah, there's so we always like, joke yeah. around that the teacher's checklist is just never done like yes, we could always is. find something to add yeah. right right i would say for me this year i've moved into a little uh, a different role where i'm teaching less and kind of doing some more supervising and that i'm finding it's new so i'm i feel like a first year teacher in that mm-hmm. regards again of like i am not good <laughs> at see like i'll walk into someone's classroom and you know in as a teacher you're like 20 different things going on and you see it all but now when I'm going into a classroom that's not my own and trying to pick up on all of those things so I can give helpful feedback mm-hmm. I miss things I'm like oh oh you know and so it's just a new skill that I have to learn and I'm seeing this year that it's a weakness but that's okay it's my first year in this role and yeah. um I feel the same thing okay good. <laughs> I'll have so many conversations with people and like we just accomplished nothing in the conversation. <laughs> and I meant to like actually Help ask them you. questions that yeah. were like getting to the root of the issue. Mm, Instead, yeah. mm-hmm. I was I just was not good at directing that conversation where it needed to go. Yeah, we'll that's try a again skill. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a new a different skill set that as a teacher we have to mm-hmm. learn. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me it's it's kind of changed over the years. So I would say in the beginning, like when I very when I first started teaching, I really I would struggle with um classroom management. Mm-hmm. And part of it was because I didn't know how like how stern was too far, especially mm-hmm. when it came to little ones. Mm-hmm. So especially when I was teaching pre K, like what's the line of okay, now you're just getting like becoming like the mean teacher but you still want them to Mm -hmm. like do what you need them to do Mm -hmm. so that's I've got between like help between other teachers and like other people helping like that's something where I feel like I've gotten so much better and I feel like now I'm like I got it like I can manage a classroom like no problem and I also feel like I'm kind of with Matt in a similar way where there's certain kids where I can, like, and it's more the behavior aspect where, like, if they have behavior issues, I find myself, I can kind of pinpoint mm. what it is mm-hmm. and how to either de-escalate them if they're, like, like, and what they need. Like, there's, because they always need different things or, like, if they're just a behavior issue like this year, I have one student who, last year in kindergarten, she literally, she honestly cried every day, Aww. like almost every day in kindergarten, she cried. Yeah. And really, relatively no real reason from what they could gather. Yeah. Just she just cried every day, and I learned this year by having her. Like, one, I think she just grew up because she hasn't mm. done it that often. But when she does in the morning, if she like has to leave mom or leave dad in the mm-hmm. car line and she's really upset, I've learned you, I pretend she's not. And mm-hmm. I just treat her like right. she's just like, she's fine. Like uh, most days and it's like, all right, come in, unpack your stuff, hang up your everything. And I just, 
I honestly, I ignore mm-hmm. her behavior of it. And eventually, she pulls herself together mm-hmm. and she's fine. And then mm-hmm. like, I don't even address it. Mm-hmm. But then I have another one who has, who, who he can go like, who's just like a hyperactive crazy man sometimes mm-hmm. where him it's like I have to basically like get in his face essentially sure. like at his level and be like what are you doing and I have to like talk him through of like oh this is what I'm doing okay so what do you need yeah. to do I need to sit in my seat and do my work okay mm-hmm. so let's do that like right, right. so I'm real I feel like I'm really good at figuring out those different things and how mm-hmm. to best address those types yeah. of behaviors mm-hmm. And her and Taylor and I have talked because she's asked me, like, what do I do I with this kid? <laughs> and like, that's what do you think I should do? And it's, like, so nice, like, at Horizon there are so many teachers. Yeah. And um, I know other from, like, college and back home that it's so nice to be able to kind of, like, share our, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. and the ugly with each other. <laughs> Stories from the trenches. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, I feel like for me, I'm really bad because I get in my head. So I feel like I could tell you like a whole list of things that I'm bad at. Um, Limited to two. I know, yeah. right? Two things. <laughs> <laughs> um, one is just like I know sometimes like I get in the moment and I, you know, that wonderful pacing that we all need to yeah, follow our schedule. That I think is one of the hardest things to it learn is, is how long it takes to do it something. Right. And then your time. first year, that's yes. part of the learning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll like look up or look at my watch and be like, oh, well, that was 15 minutes too long. <laughs> like, whoopsie. We're going to cut something back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably one of my biggest. But I've, like, been so blessed with um, being able to have a consulting teacher mm-hmm. and um, resource staff at our school where we have been able to sit down and pinpoint things and work on it. So that's been very helpful because mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I need help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like another, like, big part that has been just a challenge on me is – like not letting what happens to the kids or what they're going through consume me. Like there was one point in the fall where I took on what they were going on and Mm -hmm. it was just so exhausting and so draining. And I just remember calling my mom and talking to my principal about stuff. And it just, it's crazy how like you care and love for these kids and, it, it does consume and take, and it's learning how to balance that of still being able to care and love them, but also making sure, like, I have time to breathe and can decompress and have yeah. that separation, too. Yeah. Right. Right. So all of you have talked um, about your faith and how it plays a part. Um, do you have stories of how, like, have you, like, felt God's presence in the classroom? Have you seen him work in some way in the classroom for you so for me it's yeah. actually interesting because I teach at a Catholic school okay so it's it's built into yeah, right. our day sure. like sure. we pray like we pray in the morning we pray like all the so like yeah. I feel like we pray multiple times a day like we go to church together yeah like all these different things so for me like I teach religion to mm-hmm. these to, to the kids and Aww. Yeah, so we do, like, in, in first grade, it's fun. It's a lot of, like, <laughs> God loves you, and this, yeah. and, like, how can we do that? Like, it's a lot of, like, nice. generalized, it's a lot yeah. of general, like, big ideas, and yeah. then, like, kind of bringing it down to, like, what can they do right now? Right. So, for me, like, there'll just be times where we'll be talking about something, and 
it's and I just I do like I almost get this like feeling in me of like almost like God or the Holy Spirit and it's just like and I just say things and I'm like I don't even know where that came from but that sounded <laughs> so good <laughs> like where did this come from yeah. I love so that. like it's really cool and then sometimes even though they're you know six and seven years old some of the questions they ask me mm-hmm. I have to like take a step back and like think of like how do I answer that? Sure. Because it's like a really good question. And I'm sure. like, how do I answer this question yeah. for them in like their mm-hmm. level? Cause that's like a, a deep question where I don't think I would ask that at yeah. first grade. Yeah. Mm. So it's really, it's really neat. And it's, it is fun when you talk about like the different people and right. that like with Jesus and it's fun to, you know, you have to teach them that God and Jesus are not, they're the same person, but they're not the same person. Yeah. Cause at that age, they, oh, man. they I don't know if I, I understand well, it completely. I know, but it's like, well, <laughs> well in, ter- in terms of like them, they think they, they can interchange the names sure. and it's the same person. They'll be like, who did like God? It's like, well, yes, but Jesus did that when like, like they think yeah. they, they can interchange his na- like the names sure. and it's the same person. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yes, but no. <laughs> I always get excited like being in a public school when my kids bring up religion sure. or anything. Cause I'm like, all right, like here's my chance. Like, yeah. let's yeah. go. You started it. Yeah. And <laughs> you started I was like, we it. can talk about it now. <laughs> you brought you it up. Started, <laughs> you started it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I, um, I know for me, like, I love when these questions get brought up and being able to talk to the kids. I know one of my favorite was one came up to me and was like, did you know Jesus is Santa Claus? And I was like, mm, nope, let's uh, explain this one again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just so funny, like, what in yeah. their minds, what they think yes, about and yeah. how they see the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know with being in a Title I school and I have a couple students where um, I've just been really praying for their situation and just for things to happen and for God to use me. And um, I've seen like moments where I'm like, okay, this is you using me. Or um, actually this past week there was like a breakthrough and um, I was able to have conversations that I never thought I could have. And it's just, thinking back in that moment I was like that was you Lord like Mm -hmm. you gave me the opportunity to be vulnerable and have the person be vulnerable back and be able to see a different view of things and perspective and Mm -hmm. be there to support the student and it's just so nice to be able to help them more and just see him work and Mm -hmm. be able to use us as teachers and help use him to be him for them especially like in a public school when we can't always talk about it but just Mm -hmm. I'm learning that God's like my actions and how I treat them is showing them his love yeah Yeah. absolutely uh one of the big things for me I guess throughout my whole career is just the idea of of purpose Mm -hmm. I think I've taken advantage of the fact that I am like working through what I feel like God's purpose is for me mm-hmm. and not everyone gets to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there are times I know I reflected over the, f- the f- after my first year that I felt like the purpose was this one child and I, my first year I started as a halftime third grade teacher 
And then in November, on November 1st, I got given 16 fifth graders. Mm. And I found out it was basically like a fantasy draft to get rid of <laughs> one or two of these individuals. And um, <laughs> But I felt like my entire purpose that year was this one mm. individual. Mm. Um, and I just had that, f- that fifth grade class, graduated high school two years ago. Oh. So that like, was really fun. That's really neat. Um, that particular student graduated last year um and i wasn't able to go to his graduation because he's now at a different uh, different high school than i that i thought he was but um it was really like the idea of the purpose of what you're doing is x has really shown throughout my my career sometimes the purpose is like for me to use later on sometimes the purpose is um, to show a particular family that this is there's hope here mm-hmm. um, some mm-hmm. and then like this past year I took a fifth grader I can't remember why she was with me because she wasn't in my math group but she started just telling me all of these things these terrible things that were happening to her at, at her her home in the very beginning of the year and I remember distinctly like her sitting across from me and like if she was on mute like she was her mouth was moving mm-hmm. but I couldn't hear anything that she was saying and like I felt like I was just saying like this is your purpose mm-hmm. right now and mm-hmm. um That's that beautiful, that was really um it like really was chilling in the moment because I haven't really there's not many times that you you can feel that way and then I mean there was another time where I had a two students a girl and a guy who were super challenging and they never really associated with each other but there was one moment where they like played a math game together and that was like a hallmark moment of my (laughs) of of my year because it never (laughs) happened and I remember just like everything going (laughs) silent and just seeing from across the room oh that's her and him oh they're playing a math game they're doing they're really playing it and they enjoy each other so that was it's like there are different moments of like clarity about the purpose for which i'm called and like those are times where however low i get i can't say like i can't walk away Mm -hmm. i can't walk away from this because now i'd be like going against god's purpose in my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also really revealing that like not everybody gets to to yeah. work their purpose right. every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like a big deal. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've seen it so I see the Lord in my classroom in many different ways. I'll see him in my students sometimes. They'll say something and I'm like, Oh, that just challenged me. <laughs> okay. Um it's always in my response, right? Because my immediate fleshly response to high schoolers is to be sassy back and mm-hmm. just take what they gave me and turn it back tenfold. Um, but recognizing that's not always or really ever appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can feel really good in it the can. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is where I would say. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but honestly, that's where it's more. Like, I feel the Lord working on me more in my mm-hmm. classroom sure. than I ever feel I give 
to my students mm-hmm. of because you see those fleshly moments of like yeah I was so impatient I was I was cruel I was harsh mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to coach volleyball and I just remember my the way I said something to a student on the court was was just not loving and so I had to come back to her and say hey I am really sorry I said that in that way and she just looked at me and she's like it's okay. I know you didn't mean it because when we had built that trust and sure. she knew me, mm-hmm. but being able to to step outside, like not many people would go back and do that, right? Yeah. But I knew the spirit was convicting me and I had to go back and and tell the student like, "I am sorry for saying it that way if that caused you any hurt or embarrassment." Yeah. Um so I see it in those moments and the students often will say like, "I didn't expect you to react that way" or or something. And so it's little moments like that. You're like, okay, this is this is not Angela. This is the Lord working through mm-hmm. me because Angela would be that witty comment. <laughs> but the patience is definitely something that I have to Have constantly. you had students be surprised that you were apologizing to them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, get the, I mean, yeah, I've like, apolo- why? I mean, hundreds of times <laughs> I've apologized to classes, individual yep, yeah. students, but like a lot of, you, well, for fifth graders, they're a little, they're not as aware of everything, but mm-hmm. um, High school, yeah. you can just sort of tell that like a lot of them, if they're if they're if I'm apologizing to them for the first time, they're like experiencing something that right. they don't mm-hmm. normally experience, yeah. and I'm not doing it because because I want them to experience an adult apologizing to a kid. I'm just doing it because I truly. Mm-hmm. Sucked it up. Yeah. And <laughs> it was the right thing to do in yeah. that moment, but yeah, it shows them, and hopefully they get to internalize that. And down the road when they recognize, hey, this is something I should apologize for, to be good citizens in the community, that they've seen that modeled from an authoritative figure in their life, that they can then step into that. That's really, that's important. That's huge. That's so good. I I hope that people listening can hear how hard it is to be a teacher, (laughs) how amazing it is. You know, it's, it's, um, It's not just about communicating information. Uh, It's so much more than that. What do you guys do? And we just have a few minutes left. Um, But what do you guys do to feed your soul? Mm. What keeps you, what sustains you? Because unless you've been a teacher or lived with a teacher, you don't realize how draining it is. Mm Because, again, there's just so many different, there's the emotional, the social, the classroom management. The information, obviously, but we other get too teachers. much off. I know. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's always. <laughs> what are you doing with your two months off? No, oh, three months. Man. They always say three months. Either First be or live with a teacher for a while. Yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, yeah. Yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. Eight so, weeks. So, what do you guys do to sustain yourselves to feed your souls? I try to get outside as much as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to go for a walk, sure. you mm-hmm. know, a local park, take my dog out, and just just kind of breathe um uh, my office has no windows so anytime (laughs) i can go and see the sunlight (laughs) is great um but then matt i exactly those two months are crucial they really are i mean they are not vacation because oftentimes teachers are either working a second job or or they're doing some sort we're doing some sort of class Or writing something. Yeah, we're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually been over the past three years very cognizant to say I will not work over the summer because I kept coming back and not being refreshed and rejuvenated for the next year. So that was a personal decision I had to make. Um, But being outside, going on adventures, um, Mm -hmm. 
kind of refresh me. Yep. There are certain times where you just need to take the the yes. n- the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not not doing it. Yeah. I would highly recommend yes. that after. I know right now. After yeah. your first over, year. Like, no, Seriously, I would highly yeah, recommend. Yeah. No, I would no. just, hey, I would just rent, take, like, it, take it off. Yeah. Do the bare minimum that you can, you can take it to off. survive. I mean, I always do, suggestion. like, I say, like, every, every school year, after, like, school year's over, that first week where, like, you're, you're quote-unquote done, I honestly, I do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I full like I veg for like a week because I feel like I need to do that mm-hmm. and then after that week I'm like okay now I can be productive let me think what else I can do like for either next year or just mm-hmm. around the house like just different yeah. things where it's like I basically that first week I do things that I have to do mm-hmm. but I don't do anything extra because I feel like my body and just like my mind sure. needs that just like to turn off essentially yeah. and do mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. But like in my free time, I'm similar to Angela. I do like getting outside and just like the fresh air. And you have your sweet baby. I know now no. I have baby. <laughs> so it's like being with her. And, and a lot of times like after a hard day, it's like I see her and I'm just like, <sighs> like, okay. Like Yay. it's, yeah. yeah, it's one of those, like she definitely makes it a lot easier when to like turn off my teacher mm. brain mm-hmm. at, dur- at night because she requires a different side of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and just spending time with family and just, go, like, getting away, right. it, like, really helps, too. Because mm-hmm. you're basically forced to not do anything. Right. Yeah, right. Taylor, you've talked about Link Group a couple of times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that- I definitely, like, going to that consistently and, like, having that base check-in within, like, seeing people on Sundays, but also, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of the week and mm-hmm. doing activities and just building those relationships have been so helpful for me where we can lean on each other. And, yes, we can talk about school, but then we can talk about life <laughs> yeah, and yeah. what's going on and doing different things have been really helpful, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love I that. yeah, I always needed, like, a half hour on those tough days. Mm-hmm. I usually had a long commute for wherever I was going, so that really actually helps Help. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to, to be a buffer, but usually I would, if I was, whoever I was living with, I used to live with Zach and John, um, and now obviously I live with Steph, and <laughs> I uh, would let them know on tough days, like, hey, I'm going to need 30 minutes mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. like... Don't talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to me, <laughs> yeah. don't look at me, I'm just going to go upstairs, yeah. just going to do my peace own thing. <laughs> just yeah. gonna have peace and quiet, and I just mm-hmm. need you. And then I'll come down. I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that I mean that that really helped. And then I used to make myself leave school at a certain time. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So you, I would, you I would really highly recommend that you get to like, a certain now point. I stay yes. late, and I'm like, oh, there's always yeah. get out of You can stay late. Like, like it's fine. It's fine yeah. staying late. Mine was mine was six o'clock. Like I was not. I would try and get out of there by five but if the, if six o'clock rolled around whatever i was doing and then once i went home i went home like i didn't yeah. i don't like to do my work at home mm-hmm. now obviously it's different now that i have kids and uh, i'm married but uh, i would i would rather personally stay late till six but then once i leave i'm done yeah. and then i come back the next day and i'm ready to go mm-hmm. um because then it just starts it's like a 
a stranger things yeah. creeping <laughs> thing that just invades your whole Install life. Install the app on your phone and then yeah. you check your work email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, don't no. Do I don't no. even put the email on my phone. I have it on my phone and it's... Oh, no, don't do and it. And some days it's I'm not. just like, why did I open Like, why did <laughs> I no, check don't it? don't do it. Beca- but, you do, but I have made it a point to, like, if a parent emails me, I don't respond. If it's past, like, I'm, like I made the rule to myself mm-hmm, yeah. of, like, I don't respond past 4.30. Once mm-hmm. 4.30 hits... Unless it's, like, a dire, like, it's an emergency, like, I need to respond. Other than that, they it waits until the, until the next day. Yeah. That's what I feel like it's important to, like, set those limits. Yes. Like, I'm learning very quickly because yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm always tired. But just, like, coming home and just taking that time, Matt, as you said, yeah. to just use that time Me to just too. detox in. Yeah. Just do less. <laughs> just yeah. breathe. Go work out. Go outside. Yeah. Well, I want to thank all of you for coming Thanks tonight for and sharing with us. I want Thanks to thank all of you this, for yeah. being this teachers. Is cool. This has been amazing. It reminds me why I love the profession so much and love teachers so much. Mm-hmm. And just thank you for giving all that you give to your students. Mm-hmm. It's always amazing. And you listeners out there, if you know a teacher, go hug them and thank <laughs> them today. We haven't had a snow day, so please. Yes, <laughs> so no. yes I need hugs. Baltimore County is on like all all school days from February yes, through March. Yes. So yes. if you know a BCBS teacher, yeah. Well, thanks, give guys. Them a something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, if you'd like more information about Horizon Church, if you're a teacher, you want to come hang out with us, uh, check out our website at horizontowson.com. We are a community where you will be loved and have opportunities to be loved. Thanks for joining us on the Horizon.